0: Hello, and welcome back to Floor Party. I am very embarrassed to admit that this is actually the second high that I've taken unintentionally. The last time I posted, since the last time I posted, a lot of things has happened. And today I'm fired up. Okay. Let me just, let's just get a brief rundown of everything that's happened in like the last four months, almost five months so last time back in november okay i had school i was busy i had exams and after that i had this long break and then i started picking up cycling i made new friends well i didn't really make new friends i kind of rekindled with some acquaintances from uh poly and then we started this whole cycling thing together this whole fitspo thing so that's that's a, that's the thing that's what i've been doing okay and then um, i started an internship uh, at this ad agency it was pretty cool i was only there for a month but i uh i was able to work on a couple of shoots which was fun i mean shoots are always fun especially small ones i uh hadn't really been involved in smaller smaller scale shoots like those that are done like in the office It's mostly like from a production house so this was pretty fun um people there are super nice I made friends there and uh, I hope that I can work with them again Uh, but today I want to talk about cycling how I got into cycling is actually a pretty funny story and I can't wait to share all about it with you guys just so you know uh, I don't ever listen back to any of the things that I post on the internet so if you come up to me and ask me hey you know the other time when you said in, said this in this podcast at that time, I would probably not remember because that's happened before. A friend of mine was like, hey, you know, you mentioned this specific thing in your episode. And I was like, did I? I really don't think so. But they're like, no, you did. And I was like, oh, OK. Cool. I didn't know that. I guess uh, I'm just more vulnerable than I thought. On the internet, which I think it's fine because it's not like I'm hurting anyone, I'm not mentioning any names though i if you know me in real life um and if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you would know that I am forever just like passively aggressively shading people based on the real life events that's happened that's taken that have that have, been, ugh, that have taken place in my life. so let's just start this whole thing about cycling. Now, at the end of December, there was this huge emotional event that happened. Unsolicited, out of nowhere, unexpected. It just came. And um, I had to cope in some way because if not, I was going to spiral. And, you know, what I don't tell you about, I guess, your heartbreak. What I don't tell you about heartbreak in your 20s. Is that it all feels you can either feel like it was your gigantic waste of time let's say like you you shared a very special connection with someone for however long, whether it's one year, six months or I don't know five years you know half a decade that's a pretty long time that you spend with someone almost every single day talking to them every single day for five years that's that's a big deal, okay. Um so let's say time is not uh really of the essence. How long you spent together it doesn't matter because if you feel that you shared the special connection with that person, then you did. And whatever happens after one year or five years, it still hurts all the same. Now um I desperately needed a coping mechanism. I did not want to go back to my old ways. Which is... Wait, what were my old ways? See, that's the thing. I I think I'm pretty lucky because I never really coped. I never really had any like unhealthy coping mechanisms to begin with. And also, I think that's because I haven't had my heart broken since I was a teenager. And I remember specifically the last time uh, when my heart was broken, like romantically, like from a romantic relationship it was when I was like 15 years old and now fast forward to like 8-9 years later it's happened again I think what they don't tell you is that when you're a teenager and you experience heartbreak you know, you. I mean at the time you know that things aren't gonna last forever because everything's so temporary, everything's so uncertain I mean, come on, you're like 15-16 years old Everything just feels so fun and exciting and fresh and new, and you kind of glamorize, you romanticize your whole heartbreak. You write poetry about it. That's what I did anyway. You you write all this poetry about it, and then you think, you you just think of yourself as like, you you view yourself as like the main character in a, a romance movie, the romance tragedy movie. And I remember specifically one time when I was sixteen years old. It was my first year moving to Singapore. And I was listening to this one song on the train. It was late. I was coming home and I just started like bawling. My tears just started flowing. I was I think the train was pretty empty. It was late at night. There was only like maybe one other person sitting across from me. And I started crying like crazy. And you know what? I felt like, such a main character. Like, you know, I was the main character before, like, the main character trend was even a thing. Before this whole thing was even a thing, you know. And I expected people to come up to me and ask me if I was okay. Like, isn't that crazy? That was before I knew that, you know, actually people, strangers especially, they really just don't care. Not, not in Asian cultures, at least. They would not come up to you. Most of the time, they won't come up to you and ask you if you're okay. Hey, do you need some tissue? Do you need, you know, you need someone to talk to? No, there's none of that. But back then, I was like, oh my god, I'm such a main character. I'm just gonna cry on a train and, like, make myself look all, like, pitiful and sad and, like, someone's gonna come up to me. But no, of course not, okay? Um, well, I think two days ago, I was crying on the train again. And this is, you know, this is fast forward eight years later, where life is actually, you you view life differently. And when you cry on a train, it's not because you think you're the main character, but it's because you just can't hold it in until you get home and something is really bothering you. And, or either that, or you just don't care anymore. You don't care what people are staring, if they stare at all. If you don't care what they're they going to think of you, you just cry. And the worst part is, like, I didn't even have enough tissue in my bag. I was, like, on the way to school and away from home, I cried both ways. Okay. I didn't have tissue I went to the public toilet. I grabbed some like toilet paper, and it was just like wiping my nose with it. It was a good thing that you know we're in the era of wearing masks. So, when you cry in public, it's just not that obvious. People, you know, now that we have a, now that like two thirds of our faces are covered, people wouldn't usually like scan each other's faces because it's just a mask, right? So, <clears throat> generally, people don't really pay attention. So. I was crying, and I remember, uh, I was on the way home. I was like bawling my eyes out. I didn't have enough tissues, so I was like sniffling every few seconds, and I didn't want to make it obvious because I didn't want people to give me dirty looks, especially when they're sitting right next to me. In the era of this uh, ongoing pandemic that we are in, when you, when you, um, you just I generally people don't want to be around other people who are coughing sneezing sniffling any of those okay we just don't we stay far away but i was sniffling obviously i didn't have covid but i was sniffling for another reason because uh, i was fucking i was i was going through it okay i was ranting to my friend about the thing that i was going through and i was just bawling my eyes out and i was like this is just this is just terrible and i sniffled and then the guy sitting next to me the first time I sniffled, he I didn't look into his eyes, but I could see from the corner that he turned around, he, that he turned to the side and looked at me. And I just looked down at my back the whole time. And I feel, I really felt like he looked at me and he just kept looking at me for a good 10 seconds before. The train pulled up to his stop and he got off. So that was that. Um, I can't tell. I really couldn't tell. I feel like maybe, you know, what if I looked up for one second and made eye contact with him? Did, Did I see whether his expression was like worried? Was he annoyed? Was he like disgusted? I don't know. I don't care either. It's fine. I was just, the whole thing, the whole point that I'm trying to make. Is that when you're in your twenties, and sometimes if you're if you're a big cryer like me, I cry absolutely everything. Um, I tear up absolutely everything. It's uh it's pretty it's pretty liberating. I don't know. Either way, it it was just not it was just not a fun time because of because my entire mask was soggy. I didn't have enough tissue, blah, blah, blah. And then I was just trying to, like... I was just, like, basically collecting my snot in my mask. You know, that was not a fun time. But luckily, I was almost on the way home. So, what does this have to do with cycling? Cycling, I started cycling with my friend. I caught up with her. We were not friends to begin with. But then, I think after a day of cycling together, just a random impromptu, we were like, okay, I guess... We could really vibe. We could really click. Um, I've actually known her like since my first year of poly, but we couldn't really vibe back then. I was some like socially awkward, insecure, judgmental little bitch, and she was wild and crazy, like she's like she still is now, but I think a little more toned down. Um, so I didn't vibe with her back then. But then I guess after four years of um, knowing the existence of each other, we finally met up and. Yeah, it's cool, like, we're both into this this whole cycling thing, it was cool. So, cycling's been great. I have, I've actually had my bike for a little over a year before I started really getting into it. When I got my bike in late, uh, in late 2020, I think I got it either in September or October of 2020. It was a, it's a hybrid bike. It's uh it was actually recommended by someone who had the same bike. And I was like, Okay, cool, so I got it. Great bike, you know. Um, reliable, sturdy, all the works. So I got it, I cycled it I cycled with it a few times, showing a bit of my resistance, and then after that the start of twenty twenty one I started like working on different ways. I felt that cycling was kind of a little bit of a hassle to me at least, like back then it, it kind of still is now that's why i make it a point to um to if i want to cycle i want to go long long distances so cuz it really isn't worth all the hassle to just go for like half an hour and then come back anyway plus the areas around my house is just not very um, cycle cyclist friendly it's just not very bicycle friendly so You really gotta go, like, far, far in order to get to, like, East Coast Park or any nearby park in order to really, you know, to to enjoy yourself. So, um, yeah, so last year, I started going to different... Like, if you've listened to my other podcasts, um, I think episode 4, I did say that um, I want to love jogging. I wanted to trust the process. I wanted to be a seasoned jogger or a runner, so that yeah, I did that, um, and I I carried on with that for like the whole of last year. And it didn't really, um, and then after that, I think mid last year, I started like running and stuff, but mostly on the treadmill. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gaining so much weight. I think I've said this before too. I was like, where is all this weight coming from? Like, is this? And I looked it up, and I was like, water retention, you know, because your body is just like not used to all these to the changes in your new workout routine although okay okay I'll just give it some time um, but I feel like maybe also it was because of my of my lifestyle I would try to go to the gym um, at least three times a week to run I think I only run maybe like four to five click, like five would be the most and then for the rest of the day I would go for my online class, I would go to the library, I would just be sitting on my ass the whole time. So that was, you know, that obviously, it didn't help me lose weight, lose the weight that I gained like I, like I planned to, so I, for a period of time, I felt pretty self-conscious about the way I looked because all the pants and my jeans that I used to fit in no longer fit So I was like, this really, this really sucks. Um, I didn't really feel like dressing up. I didn't feel, I just felt like wearing baggy clothes. It, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a humongous, like, weight gain or anything. It was just a couple of kilos, but to me at the time, because I think that was the heaviest I've ever been and heaviest I've ever looked. So I was like, no, 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 no way. Um... After that, cycling really, really helped me lose weight immediately. I think the first time that I picked it up again, because um, I was I really needed like a distraction from everything that was going on in my life, I was like, Oh, this is um, you know, I think I cycled from my house, which is like all the way to the to the edge, you know, the east all the way to like the town area then I came back and that was a total of like 50 kilometers or something 56 maybe I think 56 uh was the most I've ever gone in a day and I remember um there was one week I think either in January or end of December I cycled 100 kilometers in total from like three days which was pretty it was great I loved it um I love cycling my friends I love Blasting music and cycling on my own as well. I started investing in a, a basket to put for my bike and like accessories um, for my bike. So I think I think that's really great. It really helped me lose all the weight, and because I found out that if you want to lose weight by exercising, you gotta go for like um, long a long duration but low intensity. So cycling was actually the perfect the perfect way. Like it wasn't like I was I just realized I was I was doing it wrong the whole time. I was I was going for like half an hour runs and that that just wasn't that just wasn't the way that um my body saw it as a way to lose weight. So yeah. Now I'm just jumping around here. This is this this has been my life, this has been my life. Cycling, uh, it's been in my life since, since the last time I I came on here and caught up. So this is just a, a way of catching up. Happy New Year, I'm like three months late. Happy New Year. It doesn't really matter, to me. But this year, um, really, I think a lot would change this year. In terms of, I, I'm speaking just for me. I used to, for the past maybe four to five new years, I would just go past and be like, oh, you know what, it's just another day, just another day, just another day. Everything is the same. But I think as I'm growing up and figuring out what I want to do, I'm graduating uni this year. I still don't really know what to do. I just know that my plan is to migrate and work overseas somehow. I don't know how... But, um, I'm going to figure that out. Um, yeah. Uh, what have you guys been up to? Not that you can answer me, but I, I really miss being on here. I think the reason why it took so long is because I was just in a rut. I kept posting on my floor party Instagram, at floor party podcasts. If you're wondering, if you haven't yet followed, are you listening to this? Now is your chance. Now is your time. Do it now. At floor party podcast on Instagram, um, I I recently had to erase everything on my MacBook because I was trying to install uh, the software and then my computer died halfway through the software. So I tried to recover it. I couldn't. I was in Apple's calling Apple support for like two or three days. And then after that, um, they said there's no way. The only way that we can get your macbook to be functioning again is if you erase everything and restart i was like okay damn well i got no choice so i did that all my apps are gone all my information is all my documents are gone but luckily most of my stuff is already backed up on my external hard drive and also on icloud so luckily thank god okay that was fine um i tried to reinstall Uh, Pro Tools First, which is the recording software that I was using for um, almost all of my episodes. And I went to the website and it says that it's been discontinued. So I was like, great. Um, Yeah, I didn't know what else to use. I tried using Audacity. That really sucked. Deleted that. Uh, I didn't want to go back to I didn't want to go back to um, GarageBand. And then here I am on logic it's called logic pro i think yeah logic pro free trial of course um because buying the actual app got damn 289 dollars. that's insane that's almost 300 dollars. i'm glad it's a one-time payment though but um i i i'm you know figuring it out so for the 89 days that i have left after this I'm just going to make the best out of it. Okay. I will post as much as I can. It's a great way I'm back on here. Um so after let's say this whole maybe one of the reasons why that one of the reasons why I haven't been posting as much is because I started having people that I could talk to about my problems and talk to about the things that were bothering me. And this wouldn't have happened if that big emotional event now happened back in December. Um, I feel like it was a blessing in disguise that I grew, I formed stronger connections. As corny as this sounds, I formed stronger connections and more heartfelt bonds with people that, yes, they were in my life before any of this happened, but... Like a lot of people, you know, the moment they get out of a relationship, um, they would be like, oh my God, my friends, they were here for me this whole time, but I was neglecting them, blah, blah, blah. That was not really the case for me. I, I, I really tried to make it not, but yeah, um, lots of great friendships bloomed after December. I feel like I got closer to my friends. I got closer to my mom and my brother family it's been great um it's yeah because I initially started this podcast last year as a way to just kind of rant my thoughts and my feelings because I felt like at the time I didn't really I was internalizing a lot of my thoughts and I didn't really have anyone to 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 listen to them you know um I mean there were of course but I didn't want I always felt like i was bothering them i felt like i had so much to say I, I sometimes i just wanted to talk to a wall i just wanted people to listen just like one ear in and one ear out i didn't want their opinion i didn't want their advice i didn't want anything i just wanted them to listen and um so I, that's why i started a podcast so where i could just talk to the void talk to the internet just leave it all out there with like no obligation to respond no one Is actually I would not know if anyone's actually listening except for myself I'm just like listening to everything right now as I speak on my headphones so I guess the reason why one of the reasons why that I did not really feel the need I I was in a rut I was in some kind of creative burnout whatever I don't even know if you can call it that because this is like a audio diary you know personal public audio diary just put it out there for everyone on the internet to listen and interpret themselves I felt like um, I didn't really feel the need to get on here and like express my thoughts because I had wonderful and kind hearted people in my life in real life who were willing to sit down and listen to me and I found that exhilarating I found that so heartwarming it's something that I've been looking for and I've been missing for many years of my life and I feel like just in the past three months alone like so much has happened and so much I've received so much support Um, which is something that I'm extremely grateful for and thankful for and I try to tell my friends that all the time whenever I can Um, you know my friend who one of my close friends, she also recently went through a breakup and she, her friends actually told her, like, she kept making plans, she kept going out, she went out with her friends, she, you know, went out for drinks and dinner all the time, um, not exactly in a way to cope, but just more of, like, you know, this is fun, and her friends told her, you know, you can't just keep distracting yourself, you gotta, you really gotta focus, um, on the problem and, like, try to Face the problem head on and like really just solve it, not just keep distracting yourself from the main issue here. And I said to her, You know, there's nothing wrong with distracting yourself if it makes you feel better. It's not like you're harming yourself, you're not coping in like a really unhealthy way. You're literally just going out for drinks and dinner with your friends that you, you know, that have been in your life for like years even way before your relationship, so there's nothing wrong with that, plus, even if you are distracting yourself, it doesn't matter, you know, fake it till you make it, right, fake it, you know, fake it until you actually feel better, until it's genuine, so I'm so happy to be back, and I can promise you, well, I won't promise, but I can say that in the next 89 days I will be posting a lot more so thank you all for listening I love you all thank you for sticking around thank you for still being here um, it really means a lot and I will continue to record a lot more and hopefully deliver some top-notch quality relatable content for you to listen to your heart's desire so thank you so much again this is floor party um signing off for now for more information and updates you can follow at floor party podcast on instagram and yeah i will hear from you no you will hear from me soon okay bye